Are you going to be in Tampa for championships? Because if you are, I want to see you. I will be having a meetup on Friday, August 19th, just before the women's session at 5 o'clock p.m. Details are coming, but I'm telling you, put this in your calendar. Be ready because it's going to be amazing. This show is brought to you by Creatively Disruptive, the marketing team behind your team. I've been working with Creatively Disruptive for a few years now, not only marketing my business, but also developing my website. They do a fantastic job and I'm honestly astonished at their ability to take my crazy all over the place thoughts and put them into an orderly way that gives the user the best experience possible. So if they can do that for me, they can definitely do it for you. They've also got a Facebook group called the Gymnastics Business and Marketing Group with a ridiculous amount of resources out there for club owners and industry professionals. So check out creativelydisruptive.com and be sure to join their Facebook group, the Gymnastics Business and Marketing Group. And as the judges turn the green light on, his score comes up. And in my head, I just go, I'm doing my easier routine. That's what I did. I literally just made the decision. I didn't have any signal from my coach. It was just, I saw the score and said, it's not worth the risk right now. Wow. Um, we are going to do the routine that has, you know, three tenths less difficulty and we're just going to do it really clean. And that's exactly what I did. Hello, and welcome to a full episode of what makes you think the show that flips the traditional interview format, showing you a unique and often funny side to some of your favorite figures in gymnastics. My guest today is one of the biggest names in men's gymnastics today. He is a current world champion on pommel horse, and he's also on his way to becoming world champion in maybe some other ways. You'll find out in this interview. My guest today is Steven Nedarosik. Steven Nedarosik, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to this. Now, First things first, did I say it right? Yes, Nederazic, he did awesome, perfect job. Goodness. So I have to tell you, there's an episode that I did with Lance Ringnald, and I recorded it like right after the new year. So this was before I knew you were gonna be on. And we have a little back and forth about your name and saying it right and spelling it right. <laughs> so <laughs> you might hear that within the next couple of weeks before yours aired, but I just wanted to let you know, I've worked very hard on it since then, so. I, th I think we're solid. I'm glad I hit it. You did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> so you are the champion of the world. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> you are. Like, what is that? How does that feel? I mean, it feels amazing. Uh, growing up, you're always like, I want to be on top. You know, every gymnast has that goal to to win a massive competition. And um, I mean, it's just amazing. It, it, it's truly life changing. And uh, just like my perspective on gymnastics has changed since that. And so what do you mean your perspective has changed? Like how I look at competitions and how I approach them because the situation itself was so bizarre and I was able to come out on top. It's almost like anything that happens to me now at a competition, I'm going to be able to work with it. That's so cool to hear. And you told me that you have listened before. You listened to Lexi Ramler's episode. Yeah, I loved it. All right, nice. Well, I'm glad you loved it. She was a wonderful guest and it gave you a little bit of insight on the flow of the show. So I hope you don't think we were just going to start the conversation without a warm up. So are you <laughs> are you ready for your warm up? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Now, as you might know, I like to do a little research into my guests. And to just clarify with the audience, you and I have not met before, correct? 
That is true. Okay. So we were connected by a mutual friend, Dan Young, to make this happen. And But we have not talked. We don't have any sort of past. This is all brand new, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a phrase. And I just want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? You look a little nervous. You got this. I am nervous. Okay. <laughs> now you have a twin sister, right? Yes. Okay. So what does it make you think when I mention your twin sister's skorts? Skorts. <laughs> oh my God. No, you know this story. <laughs> I might, I might. Yeah. No, I mean, I loved wearing them that one time and, uh, <laughs> Love gymnastics when my mom didn't tell me that they are my sister's skorts and uh, not my workout shorts. Oh my God, that's so funny you know that. <laughs> so for those that don't know, skorts are literally not a skirt, not shirts, a little bit of both. So, <laughs> all right. The next one is $7.75 and some granola bars. Oh my God, that one's bad too. Okay, so that was for Christmas. I gave it a present to my coaches in club gym. Um, and I told my mom, everyone else is getting them presents. Like, did you guys get them something? And they're freaking out. You didn't tell us we needed to get the coaches anything. So my mom kind of just pulled out what change she had in her pocketbook and gave him my granola bars that I had for workout. She was like, I'm so sorry, but I had to give you something. <laughs> Oh, that's so great. <laughs> All right. Here's your next one. You're, you're sensing a theme here. American Idol finale. Oh, this one is also really, uh, man, you got some really great, great topics. That was when I had to have been eight years old and my mom was obsessed with American Idol. And I was, mom, I got to go to work. I hated the show. I really did not like oh. it. I Personally, I wanted to go to work. At, and my mom was like, sorry, but. You're going to have to take the day off. This is a big final. And next day, the coach is, oh, where were you? And uh, embarrassingly, my mom wanted to watch American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the finale in her defense, right? Exactly. It was the finale. And it was a big one. It was a big one. Aren't they all? <laughs> so so for the record, we can let your, your coaches, Bob Donahue and Liz Gonzalez, know that it was not because of you. You would have been at practice. Yes. Yes. Please do. <laughs> I have a feeling they'll be listening. All right. And the last one has to do, I think, with something that's relatively signature about you. And that is Secret Santa. Secret Santa. Yeah, I got the respect my freshman year from a Secret Santa present. And it was pretty funny the whole fall leading up to this event. Um, one of the upperclassmen was joking, you have to wear Rex specs when you compete. And I was like, no way I'm doing that. And then he picked me randomly from the hat for Secret Santa. Uh, he just did air quotes, everyone. Go exactly. Ahead. Yeah, those are air quotes. And um, got me the Rex specs and told me they costed $100 and I had to wear them. But if you go on Amazon, they cost like $18.95. But I still don't have prescription in them. And I've been wearing them for like five years now. There's no prescription in them. No, no. It's all for fun. It's all for looks. It's kind of just like my thing, you know? <laughs> it is your thing. You're awesome. I love that so much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, but what you're wearing right now are prescription, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I definitely need these to see. But okay. when you're on the pommel horse, you just kind of 
feel it out, you know? So that's why it was no goggles, no problem in that video. Yeah. All yeah. right, all right. <laughs> so are you Steve or Steven? Whatever anyone wants to call me. You can call me Steve. That's cool. All right, I'll go with Steve. So Steve, you and I have something in common. Oh, yeah? Yes, I grew up in Northboro, Massachusetts. Oh, my goodness. How about that? Yeah, Little Massachusetts. Were, yeah, you were born in Worcester. Yep. Both my kids were born in Worcester. Really? Yeah, St. Vincent's Hospital. Oh, my God. That's yep. so cool. Yep. And, and you went to Sterling Gymnastics Academy for your club career. Yeah. Yeah, nice. So I, I did not go to Sterling, but uh -huh. um, <laughs> I know that would have been crazy, right? Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, and I was right next to you all those years. No, I, I didn't train there. Um, but definitely, you know, small world. I saw Worcester and I was like, how did I not know that? Like, who's from Worcester, you know? Yeah, right? No, that's so cool. What are the odds of that? <laughs> so what town did you actually grow up in? Worcester. I grew up oh, in Worcester. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you lived in Worcester. All right. Um, I went to Notre Dame Academy on Salisbury. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Where did you go to high school? Um, I went to Worcester Technical High School. Worcester Tech. Yeah. Do you know, do you know Mike? Just, my, I'm just, I'm just with you. That's my actual, that's the name of my shop teacher. And you were about to blow my mind. <laughs> I should have stayed with it. Yeah. Yeah. That shop one. teacher Mike. <laughs> All right. So what, what's your day to day now? What's going on with you as far as training and, and also outside of training? Like what's your day to day life? Day to day right now personally is I'm not training. I'm a little injured again. So I'm taking these six weeks off to get back into shape, get healthy. But before that I was training like a world record start value routine, which I was so close to hitting and I was so excited about it. But now it's all about just getting what I can in with like my core. I don't do a lot of legs, but I try to squeeze it in sometimes. My flexibility especially is super important to me. Um, but other than that, I just have like a handful of hobbies that I like to do and um that's kind of my day-to-day -day right now it's not exactly fun but i'm just trying to get healthy right now you you got to give me a little more on these hobbies what are your hobbies i feel like they're going to be just like so random and amazing tell me they're going to be awesome so my number one hobby right now is this video game i've been playing it's called rocket league and i just achieved my goal of getting into like the top two percent of the world in it and that's so cool for me um that's oh, my number one num hobby i'm sorry only number two in the world two percent it's way worse i'm like 10 millionth in the world or something right but on top of that um i play a lot of chess online and i'm not like crazy good i, I don't do a lot of the studying necessary to be good but i'm pretty good at chess and i love playing it my third hobby um which is one of my favorites i'll pick it up right here I do Rubik's cubes. I am I love to speed cube and uh, my record for solving a three by three is 12.81 seconds. So pretty fast. Do you think that that time would increase or decrease if you were also on a pogo stick? Oh my God, you know about that one too. <laughs> it would decrease. I was saving that one. You set it up perfect. It would decrease, but it was not. Okay, the pogo stick video was so cool back in the day. That was some swag. I don't know, I was sick. Why don't you why don't you tell our listeners what the hell we're talking about? Oh, yeah. So back in the day, I learned how to pogo stick. You know, I actually didn't really know until like a day before that. And I was like, wow, this is really fun. At the same time, I just learned how to solve a three by three Rubik's cube. So I was like, Samantha or Anastasia, my sister, can you record me solving this with one hand while I pogo stick? It took it was like a three and a half minute video of me pogo sticking and solving this Rubik's cube with one hand. 
And it was just like, you know, that dorky, awesome, childish video. And it's still up to this day. I'm not sure what I labeled the video, but it's still somewhere out there. It's So it's <laughs> on YouTube? Yeah, it's up there. Okay, you got to find that and give it to me because we got to put it in the show notes. That needs to be seen. I'm putting it on the Notorosic playlist, everyone. I will find it for you. <laughs> That's awesome. So you're, you said that you don't really do a lot of legs because you're basically a pommel guy. But when, when exactly did that decision happen that you were like, this, um, is, this is what I'm doing? Yeah, so I guess you could say that decision happened right when I got to Penn State. And my initial plan was to train other events. I wanted to do rings and parallel bars. <clears throat> but then when you looked at the team I was with, um, we had some phenomenal horse guys, Colin Coates, Leroy Clark. And, um, I, you know, I realized real fast that I had competition on this team. And that's one team. And there are 15 teams. And I was like, man, I really have to, like, focus on Palma Horse. So that's what ended up happening. And um, I always thought to myself, maybe I can go back to those events. Maybe I can. But ever since uh, freshman year, when I made that decision to just do Palma Horse, it was like, I had this new goal that was bigger and this new goal that was bigger. And every time I had that new goal, um, that same argument came about where I just needed to focus on palm horse to be the best. So, yeah. Is now I've, I've said this many times on the show that I'm a huge fan of men's gymnastics and just would love to do any little part to help it not just survive, but actually thrive. And you being here is a part of that but I've never claimed to be an expert on it. Not anywhere near what I know about women's. I'm, I'm trying every day. So forgive me if this is a naive question, but is it true that typically pommel is looked at as the hardest event, kind of like balance beam as far as nerve wracking to compete, just hoping that you stay on? I mean, is there a parallel there? I think there's a perfect parallel there. You look at all arounders and it's almost always going to be their downfalls on that pommel horse. And you look at just the fall ratio of people on the pommel horse and it's so much higher than any other event. It really is that event that can, uh, you know, make or break a lot of people. Is there something about that that's intriguing to you or is it more that you physically are, are just really capable of doing that? Like you're fit for it. I really wish I was on a more stable event personally. Like if I was a ring specialist and I didn't have to worry about falling on literally every skill I do, I think that would take a little bit of stress off of me. Um, but uh, when, it, when it comes to Palma Horse, like training the skills and um, that, that process alone is just so much more fun than essentially any other event in my opinion. And that's what really made me love it so much. Are you touching the other events at all? Every once in a while, I'll chuck something on parallel bars. I love to do strength on rings, and I always thought maybe I'd come back to it. Um, but, you know, it's been a crazy year. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready to jump into some videos? Yeah, let's do it. So I want to share a very important job opportunity here. Massachusetts Gymnastics Center is looking for a general manager to oversee their day-to-day -day operations for its 10,000 square foot location in Pembroke, Massachusetts, located in the south shore of Boston. The location has a very successful preschool, grade school, and Excel team program. This location has very successful preschool, grade school, and Excel team programs. And it's one of six locations operated by Mass Gymnastics, the largest operator of gymnastics facilities in Massachusetts. 
The ideal candidate must have management experience running gymnastics programs, a passion for helping kids, and an ability to lead a great team of professionals. For this role, they're offering a very competitive compensation package, including competitive wage, enrollment bonuses, paid time off, health and dental insurance. For the right candidate, there's an opportunity of ownership. Interested candidates should send their resume and cover letter to Leo Duran at MassGymnastics.com. Don't worry, I'm going to spell it out for you. L-E-O-D-O-R-A-N at MassGymnastics.com. The 2022 Precision Training Camp season is about to kick off. If you haven't registered yet, go to PrecisionChoreo.com forward slash registration. And you can register for our events in Virginia, June 13th to the 16th, Vermont, June 20th to the 23rd, Massachusetts, July 18th to the 21st, and July 25th to the 28th. And lastly, Rhode Island, August 22nd to the 25th. The Rhode Island camp is open to women's artistic and men's artistic. All of our camps are available for athletes pre-team all the way through elite and their coaches. Coaches, this is a great opportunity for coaches education. Get real practical information that applies to your program specifically. Plenty of opportunities for Q&A with our top-notch clinicians, as well as clinics just for coaches. These camps include technical training on all events, injury prevention education, mental toughness training, judging feedback, artistry training, and some surprises as well. So check it out and get yourself registered at precisionchoreo.com forward slash registration. All right. Are you ready to jump into some videos? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, you look excited. All right. We're going to take it back. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Oh, yeah. Let's get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. What are we looking at here? Uh, this is uh, TD and I floor exercise you know this is by far the uh the event i would never touch again uh, maybe vault would actually be above that uh -huh. but um you know back in the day i was really known for my floor of sprinting the corners and having no transitions i mean i really just buzzed through these routines and it's something my coaches would always yell at me for um, another thing you might see soon is i love to pull down on my shorts uh essentially after every pass i was just kind of weird about it <laughs> I mean, this is a throwback. I remember these concrete floors and, you know, always having that nervous factor of, man, I hope I'm not too good at floor. That would, that would hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm not too good at floor. So tell everybody how old you are in this video. Um, I think I'm either 13 or 14. I'm pretty young here, but uh, yep. <laughs> so this is level eight, 2012. And this is Tim Daggett Invitational, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. Man, what a throwback. Yeah. I love that you said, I don't want to be too good at floor. <laughs> <laughs> so looking at that kid, I mean, what do you think he would have thought if somebody from the future whispered in his ear and said, you're going to be a world champion someday? Oh, that kid was always a goofball back then, always all over the place, but he always had potential and he always wanted to be good at gymnastics. So, you know, he might say, I could see it happening, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think that's what I'd say. <laughs> okay. We are going to get a glimpse into the greatness that was you on pommels. Way back 
Oh, yeah. 2015 JO Nationals. Wow. Talk to me yeah. about this day and leading up to this day. I mean, this was my first time at Nationals uh, in JOs, and I was only here for Palma Horse. I qualified from regionals just to do Palma Horse. And, um, you know, earlier in this year, I had one coach um, of like a neighboring gym that stopped by and looked at my palm horse and said, wow, I could see you being the national champion one day. And, uh, wow. you know, that comment alone really touched me. I was like, really? Like, you think I'm that good? And, uh, you know, this is my first time out here and the nerves were just ridiculous. And I just wanted to hit the routine. And, um, you know, I look back at this guy and he doesn't realize the domino effects that, that he started at this moment. Um, you know, this is college. This is NCAA. This is uh, essentially where I'm at was because of this routine right here. And uh, it took a lot of courage um, for this kid to, you know, step up there and actually be able to do his job out there. And I obviously, you know, I talked to the uh, coaching team of, of Bob and Liz. <laughs> Bob's doing the penguin dance over there watching you. I'd love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he had he had mentioned uh, kind of playing the game and doing all around to get yourself there. Definitely, 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 definitely. Um, I was trying to go for all around at all these uh, club things, but both times I went to JO Nationals, I only went as a specialist. You look so tall because we just watched that other one from when you were little. I know, right? I mean, I'm like four years older here, three years older here. I do look a lot bigger. I actually look almost a little similar to how I look now when I swing. It's kind of funny. <laughs> So I want to know, because I know nothing about Pommel Horse, but, you know, watching this now, and I'm sure that you watch your own gymnastics as you currently do it, all obviously pre-injury, but do you, do you see major changes in technique or do you see this just following that path to greatness already? I know sometimes it's hard to, to look back at yourself and go, wow, I was really good, but can you, can you tell? Yeah, I can definitely tell there are a lot of like major changes to like my circle, how I do skills, that dismount, the scissor, right? Everything has changed. But um, looking at this 15 or 16 year old guy doing pommel horse, it's like, wow, I can see your potential. And that'd be something that I'd personally want to recruit to a team. Um, you can really see that sort of uh, shape of the swing and the flow of the routine, the confidence. And, um, I, you know, I, I did a good job back then. Got to give myself props. <laughs> <laughs> You should, you should, and there's more to come. So do you, do you coach at all? Is that something that you would want to do? Um, I like to help the guys out on the team here at Penn State, where I currently am. Um, I like to give them like all my insights of Palma Horse, what I've discovered personally, and the mindset that I have when I compete. And I'd like to think that I help them out a lot. Um, we actually, this weekend just had um, a Palma Horse Big Ten champion. So that was awesome. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. All right, here's our next one, which I think you caught a glimpse of already. Oh, yeah. I actually made national team off this routine. Okay, so talk to me about this. Yep, this is a Vegas 2019 Winter Cup. And um, I knew walking into this competition that I had a shot at making national team. And I really wanted to go to those World Cup series to try to make myself a spot on the Olympics. And um, coming into this event, like I was just really nervous and my body was kind of hurting the whole time as well but um like i just really 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 wanted to do a great job here and um especially leading up to this event it was like i trained hard 
really, really hard, just like it was NCAAs. And mm-hmm. I actually think that, you know, in the season, this is practically where I peaked that year and um, no regrets at all with that. Um, it was a great routine, little error there, but um, you can see the excitement on my face when I landed. It was just an awesome moment for me. And I knew that I got the job done there. And you qualified for your first national team from this competition. Yes, I did. And I've been on the national team ever since. You know, once again, it's like one of those moments where you don't realize the effect it's going to have until you look back at it. And um, I was extremely nervous back then. I didn't really have a great mindset going into competitions. I didn't have that like super competitive mindset yet. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, before I walked up to this horse, I was practically shaking. Um, (laughs) And uh, it's always nice to hit a routine when you feel like that. The adrenaline is just crazy. And I've had a lot of, well, almost every guest, right, watch their past performances and talk about them. And there's two different perspectives that I've gotten. One is I was just in the moment. I was I was one with my gymnastics. And then the other one is I don't even remember doing that routine. So where do you fall <laughs> in that? So back in the day, I was super nervous. And uh, I assume we're going to look at some more recent clips here. My mindset kind of changed. And, um, you know, it was like I kind of went from I'm so nervous this routine to looking out at the crowd, you know, in the Melbourne World Cup and just looking at everyone and going, wow, I made it here. This is so cool. Let's put on a show for these guys. And, that, that you know, something really did change when I uh, hit that that level of my gymnastics. So is that something that you carry into your life outside of gymnastics as well? Like since the win or even just since reaching this caliber of national team member, like has that changed your your feeling of your own perspective on yourself and how you approach the world? Or are you more of like a compartmentalized person? Like I'm just your everyday Joe over here, but I'm champion of the world over here. I, I'm going to go with I'm your everyday Joe over here. Yeah. Um, I actually don't really like to bring a lot of attention to it, but if it comes up in conversation or someone recognizes me. I'm very excited to talk about it. But um, for the most part, I just want to kind of just like walk around in my own head, be like, I'm world champion. <laughs> 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 right? You need a theme song. You already got like the little on the world yeah, champion. The boogie. <laughs> so no like tattoo across your forehead that says... <laughs> world's greatest world's champion yeah yes. <laughs> i've been thinking about it i would do it i would do it i'm telling you but you know i'm not a world champion so <laughs> all right where are you right now by the way penn state i'm actually over here still training vibing the weather sucks here oh it's pretty much new england weather right yeah exactly <laughs> so are you getting like 80 degrees sunny and then snow the next day like we are in Connecticut. Oh my god. Oh, you get it the next day? Oh no, we're like 80 degrees uh one hour and then five hours later it's snowing and you're like, what is going on? And then there's sleet, so, rain. What? It's so weird. It's <laughs> yeah, so. this is really weird. <laughs> but <laughs> we can say that, but we also have been here our entire lives and still like think it's weird. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think we're just a little jealous of other places, you know. <laughs> I lived in California, in Southern California, for 13 years. Oh, wow. And it took, I don't know, six weeks to become a baby and be like, oh, it's 65. Where's my beanie and my sweatshirt? And then you get here and it's like, let's go swimming. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, 45 out. I'm putting the shirt on today. No need for the jacket. <laughs> right? Exactly. 
All right. I have a feeling you remember this day. Yeah, you know, I think I recognize this arena. I, I think this was uh, World Championship 2021 in Kitakushu, Japan. Are you sure that's you? Because you're missing something on your face. Oh, yeah. No, don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, I forgot the rec specs actually coming into this competition. And uh, although they don't affect my performance at all, it is something nice I like to wear. But um, I mean, this routine is just coming into this competition. I was sick for eight days. Um, I didn't even go to the gym for eight days. Wow. And um, I was completely bedridden. I actually also lost my passport from FedEx. So that was another problem. And most of the team left Monday or Tuesday, whereas I was sick and I needed to be fever free for 48 hours. Um, and luckily for me, Wednesday night, I finally became fever free without any medication. And I was able to leave Friday um, to, to come to this competition. And um, I don't know if it's a saying in women's gymnastics, but over here at Penn State, we say something like a week off of the gym is like a month off, right? It's like, it's going to take you a month to get back into shape. And I, I took a full week off before coming to this competition. Um, it was about two weeks without doing a routine before the qualification. And being able to go there and represent Team USA, it was just amazing for me. Uh, I really do just cherish these memories. And to be able to do the job, it's such a you know interesting story going into oh, it. Yeah. I mean, it, it really does just make me proud of myself. Um, and on top of that, in this routine right here while I'm competing, my left hand is actually fractured. <laughs> what? Did you know it was fractured? No. Um, I figured it was just like, uh, you know, it was bugging me for the, about a month. And I just kind of worked through it and went to the trainers and they couldn't find anything wrong. I got x-rays and they couldn't find anything wrong. And it happens to be this very, very small bone. And I'm actually going to brag about this a little bit. Do it. It's really cool. It was my trapezoid um, in my hand, an isolated trapezoid stress fracture, which makes it like impossible to see on an x-ray, but I got an MRI eventually and they found it. But what's super cool is there's only like seven documented cases of this injury happening from ath athletics. So I'm like the eighth guy ever to like have this injury from doing like a sport, which is like super cool. That's like, I mean, they could basically awesome. name it after you. But yeah, right. They'd probably it's spell it wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Kitakushi, this was just an amazing moment for me. And you can just see how happy I am. And me grabbing my ear there, it's actually me saying hi to my Jiaju, that's a uh, grandfather for Polish. And oh, um, I was just totally going to ask you that. Yep. Oh. So I say, this is for you, Jiaju, you know, always giving him uh, some attention when the TV's in my face. I love to do it and waving to the crowd. Um, you know, in this moment here, I know that I've done a great, great job and it's like, I couldn't process it for like, you know, hours after this, it was just like that, that constant, like, Whoa, what is going on? This is like a dream like state, you know, it was just amazing. So where were you in the lineup here? I was the sixth person up right after, um, uh, China's, um, Wang Hao. And he was actually ranked number one going into this competition. He scored above me. I was ranked second going into this competition. Mm -hmm. And I was actually standing up, you know, waiting to go and compete for my routine. And he had just gone. And as the judges turn the green light on, his score comes up. 
And in my head, I just go, I'm doing my easier routine. That's what I did. I literally just made the decision. I didn't have any signal from my coach. It was just, I saw the score and said, it's not worth the risk right now. Wow. Um, we are going to do the routine that has, you know, three tenths less difficulty and we're just going to do it really clean. And that's exactly what I did. Uh, my coach was so, so happy. I made that decision. He said right afterwards, I walked out to him and I said, Randy, I decided he goes, no, no, no. You did exactly what I wanted you to do. He's like, but it was so loud and you were in your zone. I could not tell you. He was just happy. I made the decision. Um, wow. Yeah. That's yeah, it was awesome. Crazy. Wow. <laughs> what a story and what a journey. Now, was that who you beat? Uh, yep. Wang Hao's actually the one sitting on the, on the chair over here. Um, so when he gets up and walks away, did he realize you beat him? Yeah. Yeah. He, he was a little disappointed in his performance. He's a great guy. Um, actually, all of these international Pomeroy's guys, like it, it's always fun to talk to um, the competitors. And I don't know if it's like this for the woman's side, but on the men's side, it's like I can make some, I, I make so many friends at these competitions, just training and talking, giving tips. They give me tips. It's awesome. Like oh, the men's cool. gymnastics environment is just so like wholesome. I love it. Yeah, it seems a little more chill. So I've I've noticed that at the club level with the coaches and the or the coaches and the athletes and the judges that they're all kind of chatting it up and giving advice and sharing information and which I wish I wish we could do that at the women's side. Um, we're literally told not to do that, but it's like if we're all trying to be a part of making the athletes as great as possible, shouldn't we communicate? But you know. Who, who am I to say that? <laughs> Just a, a lot more chill environment. It does feel like that, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I, you know, especially nowadays when I go to the club gym, it's not like Bob Donahue was someone I feared back in the day. It's like he, I looked up to him, you know, now we're like friends. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yep. So you mentioned at the top of the show that you've got a crazy pommel set that you're working. I'm going to pause for a second. Did I sound like I knew what I was talking about when I said pommel set? Is that a thing? You're good. Is that a thing? Did you say that? <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. You're so nice if you're lying. Thank you. So what's what's that D score look like that you're working on? Yeah, I'm working on a 17-1, which is two tenths above what Whitlock was doing last year. But his routine in the new quad would actually be a 16-7. So realistically, I'm doing a routine four. that's like four tenths harder than, you know, the highest ever competed. Uh, so that's what I'm looking forward to this quad. I really, really want to compete it. And I was doing a great job training it and, uh, especially coming back from the hand injury. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I did a great job training it and almost hit it. And I'm so looking forward to being able to do it when I am finally healed at my elbow injuries. Nice. Well, we're looking forward to seeing it. So eponymous skills, is that something in the cards for you? You think? Oh, uh, yes. I've actually created, uh, in air quotes, created like four skills, but sometimes, you know, you look at them and you're like, how could that be a skill on Palm Wars? And I'm like, yeah, it probably isn't. But I do have a couple in the back of my mind that I'd love to compete someday and get something named after me in the book. You know, that's always a goal of mine is to, you know, memorialize, memorialize myself in the code. That'd be so cool. Right. Yeah. So is it like unorthodox stuff that you're thinking about? Definitely unorthodox, stuff, especially where men's gymnastics is now on Palma Horse. It's pretty hard to get 
any more creative with skills. Uh, but I have a couple in mind that I think would be really cool elements. I have a feeling you're not explaining them on purpose. Is that, am I getting that right? Yeah, you got to keep them secret. You know, you got, it's like you. trade secrets. <laughs> I hear you until especially you do here it. In the US. Um, especially totally here do. in the US, it's like we don't have opportunity to go and travel to all these meets. Now, if I set a skill that I was training, I mean, there's practically fake competitions every other week in Europe that someone could just go and do. And I'd be like, dang it. <laughs> and we do have listeners in 76 countries. So yeah, I think wow. you're smart. Keep it, keep it under wraps. But everybody <laughs> stay on your toes because he's coming. I'm coming. Now, do you have any sort of superstitions? And the reason I'm asking is because your rec specs have become your thing. And then you forgot them. And then you became champion of the world. So are we going to see them again? <laughs> You'll see them again, without okay. a doubt. I don't have a whole lot of superstitions. There's like a couple like weird ones I have. Like um, my first time going to P&Gs, I was listening to this one song. Artist just released it. I was really enjoying it. And then I did really bad. And ever since then, I was like, oh, I can't listen to that before I compete. But this is cool, too. At World Championships, I uh, I was like, I hate superstitions. We're going to play that song over and over again. So I got rid of it, you know? It's just, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think it's just gymnastics. I don't even think it's athletes. It's even fans get superstitious. Like what they do has anything to do with the outcome of the game or the competition. Um, but yeah, I mean, I used to have cereal out of Tupperware the morning of a meet. <laughs> Why? How did that start? Because one day I did it, had a good meet, and so that was my breakfast. You're like, dang, I've cursed myself now. It's got to be in Tupperware, and it's, yeah, it's nothing Mom to do with it. clean the Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're doing an event that it doesn't have filler. It doesn't have stuff in between the skills. It is all skill, 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 skill. Looking at something like floor, where we can start talking about artistry, presentation, creativity. How do you feel about those words when I say that in relation to men's gymnastics, floor specifically? And then maybe we can talk about if that even exists on pommels. Um, I think when it comes to men's gymnastics, we don't do so much of a pizzazz to our routines. It's not like um, we're dancing. It's more like we want to do skills better than anyone else we want the mm -hmm. judges to look at your double double and they're like oh my god is you gonna hit the rafters you right that's mm -hmm. what you want to that's mm -hmm. what you want to do and I, I feel that way about like my mcculloch just go to like a handstand on that skill and that's the first skill martin and um you know on rings you know some guys they'll be holding their cross and they'll look left and right and you know do a little <laughs> <love> head nod <laughs> yeah but there definitely is um an artistry that is different on the men's side than the woman's side. The woman's side is a lot more um, dance. And for the men's side, it's a lot more power, I think. Mm -hmm. So do you think it's, would you like to see men's floor not even involve the man wipe and the all the in-between stuff? Like, do you, would you like to see a, a men's gymnastics world where it's just tumble? Oh, I don't mind at all. I, actually, I like it when guys switch it up a bit and they have some really cool side passes or really creative transitions. I do think that adds to the experience. And, you know, you'll see some guys that'll do like almost like a back flare spin thing cut into like a split. And you're like, whoa, you know, it's not worth anything, but that was cool. 
yeah. you love to see that sort of stuff. I, I do think it would be a bit boring to just have uh six pass routine back and forth, back and forth. Although from what you saw uh, in my floor routine, that was my style. <laughs> <laughs> when you were 12, yes. <laughs> do you keep up with, with other current gymnasts right now? Because Heath Thorpe has been posting a lot of outside the box of what we normally think of on men's floor. I mean, he's yeah. doing like torjete halves and flexibility showcase moments and things like that. What do you think of that? Uh, I think that he can actually outdo a lot of women when it comes to his split jumps. He's really yeah. phenomenal at it. But um, me and Heath Harp, uh, good friends. He actually had one of his shirts in my closet right now. We traded. Um, nice. I, I do think that that level of artistry should be accepted in a men's gymnastics. I don't see why it shouldn't. But uh, one concern I have is like, how would they value those skills or would they value those skills? But um, it is something that I think you should try to submit because that's like totally out of the box thinking. And like I said earlier, men's gymnastics, we've reached this part of the sport where we can't really push these twists or flips any further. It's like we're already doing triple doubles and quad twists. Mm -hmm. um, maybe we do need to take a little bit of a step in a different direction. Um, I would like to see him try that. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't compete floor, so you don't really have to worry about it. <laughs> what does it matter what I think? But, you know, I think everyone should think the way You're I like, do. Yeah, guys, you, everybody go learn Torjates. I'll be over here on Pommels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when you're done with this, you will make a hell of a break dancer. You realize that, right? Oh, heck yeah. Except for the fact that I plan to be done with gymnastics when I'm broken beyond repair you can you can still backspin and you can still do it all you do is po sloppy pommels on floor and you're amazing <laughs> that is the goal eventually just be like a sick break dancer <laughs> oh yeah you can do it in your sleep all right so what's your timeline right now you've got i know you're trying to heal from an injury uh but you're not done so do you have a timeline in mind competitive wise yeah, I'd love to go to the U.S. Classics where the men's will be participating. It's like our qualifiers this year. I'd love to go there and showcase my routine. I'm, I'm pre-qualified to USA, so it doesn't necessarily matter how I do there, but it will be like my first time competing in like nine months, eight months. Mm -hmm. So I just want to get, you know, back into it and maybe even do a huge routine with no consequences. We'll see what happens. Right? Yeah. Um, then I have USA's and you know, things in the fall, it's just like, for me right now, it's like, I don't really know what chances I have at making the world team. And I don't know uh, what international opportunities there might be in the fall. But um, as I said earlier, my, my goal right now is I just really, really want to get healthy. I've been struggling with like this elbow thing for a year now. And it's about time for me to just to take a breather and yeah. get healthy and go on from there. Yeah. Well, you, you can do it. And clearly you're fine with a break, not a bone break. I'm not, I'm talking about a break, like a, <laughs> like a chill, take a rest break. Oh, that's actually driving me crazy, but I need to take a break just for my body's sake. It is driving me nuts. I want to do gymnastics more than anything right now, but yeah, uh, you know, you pick up hobbies and you make it work. Yeah. So until uh, pogo sticking and simultaneous one-handed rubik cube solving <laughs> becomes a sport are we focused on 2024 absolutely 2024 and i'm just gonna say now probably 2028 as well <laughs> right like I'm, I'm just gonna keep going seriously and i just want to push palm horse to that next level uh you know 
just be beyond better than what people thought could be possible. <laughs> well, you've you've proven a lot already just in that that last win and that story behind it. It's it's absolutely incredible. And I uh I love that your sights are set so far with such confidence. Yeah, thank you so much. I do think that, you know, for anyone listening here that's a gymnast, having the confidence is the, you know, number one thing you need to do. You can't doubt yourself. Have that confidence and see how it turns out. Yeah. All right. So you ready for a, a big question? Oh yeah, let's do it. Okay. So if there is a world where you and let's just say all gymnasts don't have to worry about injury. It just doesn't happen anymore. So you can reach your full potential as efficiently as possible without having to deal with the, the potential injury or rehab or anything like that. That world exists, but it only exists if you, Steven Nedarosik, kill a karaoke performance. What is the song? Oh my goodness gracious. Uh this is well, that was very sudden. Um what is a song with like no lyrics? Oh stop it. <laughs> I'm really not <laughs> it's like <laughs> I like there are some songs that I know like word for word, but you know right, what like, if you uh, what if you were out and someone is like, all right, you gotta do what's the song that you're just gonna kill it? And remember, you don't have to be good at it. So true. You just have to kill the performance. That's so true. Oh, okay. Obviously, the song I'm choosing is Bohemian Rhapsody. One hundred percent. It's a banger. It is a banger. Are you Are Dang you going right. to do both parts when it gets in the middle? Yeah, I will. It'll be hard, and I have to do the thing with the speakers where I go left and right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. that's like an important aspect of the song. So I might have to ask for two microphones. <laughs> yeah. No. Seriously, that'd be my song. One hundred percent. Okay, so can you, can you just like uh, give me a little example of how you would do that that section yeah, right there? Yeah, yeah. Um, easy come, easy go, little high, little low. Yeah, be like that, you know? That's, that's really good. That's my sound clip right there. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and for the viewers, I am a little sick. I actually was screaming all weekend at Big Ten Championships, so part so of my singing voice you know okay, you're just playing it safe but you know we're gonna mm -hmm. do uh you're gonna come back for a mini sode and it's just gonna be straight performance yeah and i'm gonna have like a concert hall there's gonna be you know people waiting outside my apartment to get autographs it's gonna be a whole thing i'm looking forward to that confidence confidence of a world champion ladies and gentlemen <laughs> right there <laughs> all right well before we head out is there anything that you want to share as far as how people can follow you or anything that you're up to that you'd like to share yeah i mean if you guys want to follow me on instagram it's steven with a ph underscore netarazic sorry that's my last name ready ready <laughs> n i'm not looking at anything i'm gonna try n e d e r o s c i k so close I screwed it. let me do it again i wrote it so many times n-e-d-o-r-o-s-c-i-k bingo that's there the one is. so now that you learned how to spell it it's steven underscore natarazic exactly what i just said yeah that's perfect and Thanks. gymnast steve no spaces on twitter and tiktok bingo awesome well thank you so much final final question when i say the word joy what does that make you think happy 
joy um i like those little uh those candies the joy almond things almond i think that's what they're called yeah mm -hmm. those are good those but are uh you know i i assume you're asking me to like think about gymnastics and oh you um, know what <laughs> it took like 29 episodes for somebody to say gymnastics so don't oh. worry about it yeah this is this is about you as a person so whatever right. that is it right. could be yeah. your sec two percent top of the world in your video game whatever it is <laughs> yeah well joy reminded me of the almond joys and i love those candies and i think they get hated on for no reason so okay. that's my answer hey you gotta have a plate thank you so much for that <laughs> all right well thank you so much i i wish you happy and quick healing and i can't wait to see that 17 one routine on the big screen or hopefully in person i can't wait either and thank you so much for this opportunity this was so fun it's just oh, awesome i'm so glad thank you bye and that's going to be it for today steven i can't thank you enough for just being you this was so much fun i can't wait to have you back guys i hope you enjoyed this as well remember if you haven't subscribed to the youtube channel please make sure to do so it's youtube.com forward slash what makes you think podcast you can find snippets and outtakes from the show you can also find a playlist for each guest so you can see the videos that i surprise them with until next week keep thinking outside the box bye